0: Wow, look at there. I didn't even know they were there, that was Jeanette and, and Mickey and I didn't even, Shane's mom and dad, and I didn't even know they were here until this just went over and saw them, and so thank you all for being a part this morning, um, being, and, and, <laughs> yeah, uh, did you all hear me say what Shane told me to tell him? you told him. okay, good, good. Um, so, so thankful for new friends, new family that's here today. And uh, for Brody's baptism that's coming up. He's got all of his family here with him today. And, and that's, a, that's a big deal too. You sitting here is a big deal, okay? But I want, I want you to know something. The God you serve is a big deal. So you miss an opportunity. to Give a big shout and an amen right there. How many knows that God is a big deal? He is a big deal. He's big. There's no word in the human vocabulary that describes the, the greatness or the bigness of God. How would you do it? We the one of the most used words that we have is the word awesome. I probably use it. I probably, people say, Pastor R, that's all he uses, awesome. Well, you know, I, I don't know what word. You're an English teacher, Mrs. R. So uh, what word could you describe God? Think in your vocabulary uh, of the greatness and the goodness of God, the, the bigness of him, the bigness of God. Wow, you think about that. Well, really, Humanly speaking, we can't really fathom that greatness. How many knows that? It's like you can't put God in a container either, because he won't fit. <laughs> people tried to years ago, and people still try to put him in a box. But God's too big for the box. And he told Israel, he said, it's time to get out of this box. You know what? He's got the same message for you today. It's time for you to get out of your box and know that the things that God has in store for you are exceedingly abundantly above all that your mind and your thoughts could imagine. If you believe that God is great, then believe that the work that God has for you is a great work. I appreciate the fact that people here, ministry was so busy last week. Some people maybe don't realize that. Um, but we were in prison ministry like three different times last week. Uh, you know, I was, and, and we had the prison ministry go, um, of course, Friday night, and that was awesome. And, and uh, then we're back in Camp 18, then doing personal ministry inside prison walls too. So the greatness of God... Is so amazing, and I'm thankful that people who um, have limited resources today, uh, physical resources today, still acknowledge the greatness of God. The greatness of God. He is good. Everybody say, He's great. (laughs) Now, that's not what we're going to minister on this morning. That'd be awesome, though, wouldn't it, Jenny? That'd be awesome, but we're going to talk about something, and it does have something to do with that this morning. So, if you'll bear with me. I, I promise I'll try not to bore you. I don't even get a smile. I won't even get a smile. Whoa, you walk you pretty bad this morning. Not even get a smile. Look, you know, ever heard of this? Give a smile offering to the, God, to the Lord, okay? Just, just lift up and look up to him and just smile real big. Come on, let's see if you can do that. Just lift up, lift up your your face toward the Lord and just smile real big. Smile real big. Even though, listen, if you don't feel it, smile anyway. Okay. Somebody say, "I don't want a plastic smile." Yeah, I know, I get that. But sometimes you've got to sacrificially smile, right? Somebody might need your smile today, and I know one, your pastor. This is supposed to be home court today, right? Some of you probably don't know that. All right. But I want you to turn. I want you to open your Bibles or get your Bibles this morning. How many has got the Word of God with them? I hope you do. I believe I do have a Word that's been downloaded, and I'm so thankful for it and the opportunity for which the Lord brought it. And you know, I'm undeserving. We're all undeserving of God's um, goodness, but yet God chooses to be good, chooses to be good in our stead this morning. Wow, how powerful is the Lord. Okay, now there's different places I'm going to go. I'm going to go to a book that we, we minister a lot, but to talk in reference to someone in a part of his life that few people talk or minister about. I am going to talk about Joseph a little bit. I'm going to talk about Jacob, okay? But if you do have your Bible, and hopefully you do, because I don't want anybody to get lost in this, but in Isaiah, I want you to go. We're going to use Isaiah as a starting place, okay? A reference scripture, Isaiah. Isaiah. Okay, how many found the book of Isaiah? All right, 52 and verse 6. Now, what I'm going to look at is a translation that might be a little bit printed by the Thomas Nelson family and probably come out at the same time as the Passion Translation, but... This is a voice called the voice translation. Uh, some people, when th- new things come along, sometimes people don't uh, like that. And, and sometimes it, it gets hits. It's like when God does new things, sometimes people don't always say it. But this is a, a powerful translation. And this may not read this in your a regular King James or even New King James. But if you have, I'm going to read it from this translation. And verse 8, or verse 6, I'm sorry. Verse 6. Okay. Isaiah 52, verse 6. This is one of my favorite books in the scripture in the Old Testament. The prophet Isaiah. Everybody say Isaiah. What a powerful man of God he was. But you know, he was called to preach. And knowing that there would be very few results from his preaching. But he kept preaching anyway. So how how many how hard would it be to know that God said, I want you all to lead worship today, but nobody's gonna listen to you or nobody's gonna even participate. How difficult would that be? Okay. All right, I, I know what your mind's thinking. Don't go there. Okay. Okay. Or like on a Sunday, me to minister a message in knowing that there would be people not listening to what I'm saying. And that happens. I've been in services where I've not listened. All you people ready to fly away, I know you'd never raise your hand and say, Pastor R, I've been there. Listen, there are people who are here sometimes and they probably don't want to be here, but they're here because they're faithful and, and so forth. But this morning he was called to preach and a, a different type of message. First of all, he was called to preach to Israel about their sins. God was bringing judgment. Okay. That judgment would happen and the children of Israel would be led away to captivity. The last chapters in the book of Isaiah was God preaching through Isaiah to give hope to the people of God. Because they were in captivity. And they were going to go back to the land of Israel. And God was trying to encourage them to give them hope. The purpose of the word of God this morning is to give us hope. Even if it's something I need to hear that gets on my toes. You know, thank God that the word of God gets on your toes. If the word of God did not get. In you and on you, you be in pretty bad shape. The Bible calls that a reprobated mind. I'm glad. I, you, you, when I open the word of God up, the Lord gets all over me sometimes. And I, in my private God time, I have to say, Allison, ouch, Lord, I needed that word. Have you ever said that before? But this word right here was a word of hope and encouragement. God was telling his people it wasn't over. Oh, you, you, you missed it. You see, Lord, you're going to have to help me reel them in, Lord, because I, I'm just saying it's not over. Turn to somebody and say, it's not over. You, you may come into this building today feeling like things are over, but God says it's not over. So this is what he's saying. Well, it's not over. My people will know my name. And at that time that I determine, my people will see again who I am. They're going to see again who I am. I will tell them I am here and I am. Am ready, Hallelujah! You may be seated. You may be seated. Wow! What a word! Did you write that down? What a word! It's not over. Friday night in in Northeast and in, in in the VG and people worshiping is powerful and the men of God were there. Men come from different from these units and they congregate and they sit there and they grasp every single word they they grasp every word because in that word they're looking for hope they're looking for hope a man without hope is a miserable man a man without hope in fact studies have done psychological studies have been done in inner cities with with high crime rates and The measurement of this crime rate comes with these facts that the reason they explain or people know that there is a serious crime rate in some of the inner city or some of the places in this country that are economically oppressed and uh, physically oppressed through drugs and through street crime and through gangs and and through, uh, you know, all kinds of different things. That come. And the reason they say there is higher crime rate is because people have no hope. People have no hope. But I'm here to tell you that there is a hope. There is a hope. He's the day star. He's the bright and morning star. He's the fairest, the fairest of ten thousands he's the lily in my valley whoa yeah he's the rock in my weary land he's the shelter in my storm do you know who I'm talking about today if you know him give him some personal praise whoa I'm feeling glory. My knees are right now. My knees are watery right now. Is there a bench around here? I'm gonna to have to. Whew. Wow. Think about that. Yes. You know why some people are here today? Some people are here to see, maybe. Some people are here to find out what's going on. Some people are here out of respect and and and, and so forth. They're but some people here today because they're looking for something. They're looking for answers. They're looking for hope. They're looking for a meaning. They're looking for something that will keep them going in the midst of their storm. Am I talking to anybody today? You need a word. Somebody say, I need a word. Have you ever needed a word before? I've needed a word before needed a word. I've been in seasons where I needed a word. I needed something from God. And then God told me to open His word. And He gave me a word. God's given us a word today. He said it's not over. Are you with me today? (laughs) Oh! Jesus we need a word it's not over everybody shout it's not over sometimes your life may look like it's over he's come into our house one time and so broken and so to the end of what he thought was over there are people here today that may be going through a divorce. And you're going through a hard time. You're going through things. Listen. First of all, I want to encourage you. Maybe your, your marriage isn't over. But if it's in a place that, that it seems like it, it's over, I want you to know personally that your life is not over. Come on, are you with me today? God said it's not over. (sighs) Quit running around like your life is over. And everybody sees you every day. Your life is a walking representation of hope to people who are not there. They need to see that you know it's not over. When the broken walk up to you, They walk up to your proximity, broken, emaciated, faces sunk in. Listen, life has been sucked out of them. When they walk up to you, may they walk up to a well full of living water. And may they walk up to you so you'll be able to shout into their brokenness. It's not over, Preston. So we told Heath, we 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 always told our kids they have a home. Even when they feel like their home is not there. There's always a way back home. There's a way back home. There's a way back home. There's a way back home. Way back home. Way back home. Oh, I know. Wow, wow. So I want you to know it's not over. No matter what your life may look like. No matter, even if you think, well, my life is too far spent. It's over. Hey, you're never too old. If you don't believe that, oh, God called Moses when he was 85 years of age he didn't give him a pie job he said I want you to go down there to the greatest power entity upon the planet and tell them I said to let my people go so here's an 85 year old man started marching toward his purpose and when he got down to Egypt the cry was so great out of their slavery and the first thing Moses told him is Kathy it's not over Your life isn't over. You say I'm too old to serve God. No, you're not. As long as you've got breath, you've got hope, you've got life. Hallelujah. It's never too late for God to use you. It's never too late. Oh wow. Caleb was 85 years of age when he went in to possess the land one of the spies and when God gave their inheritance and all the other tribes got their best pick the mountain was left and Caleb said I don't have to have what's easy give me the mountain give me the mountain it's not over I might be 85 but it's not over Billy I might be 90, but it's not over. You know why I know that about Billy? Because he's here today. Of everybody that would have an excuse not to be here today, he would not be here. How old are you, Billy? Too old. I know, but I know it's not polite to ask a woman, but we honor you, and I know that because of your age, you continue to be faithful and dedicated to God. So, do you care to share with us your age? You're 90, close to it? One. 91. How old is he? He's four. Eden, how old are you? You're three three? Wow, three, four, ninety-one. Listen, you know how you get that old in the faith starting at this age? Keep going. You missed it. Right there, Camilla. Keep going. Keep going. No matter what. It's not over, it's not over, it's not over, it's not over. It's not over, it's not over. over. I hope Shane gets a hold of this. I hope Steve gets a hold of this today. It's not over. It's not over till God says it's over. God's not finished yet. Brody, I'm proud of you because you're doing some astounding things in the faith right now. And I know you've got a powerful encouragement. You've got a powerful family behind you. You've got a, a, a little friend that encourages you too, encourages you in your gift. But the thing that encourages me how that you take a hold of what God has proposed and you keep going with it you keep going mountains get high valleys get deep deserts become dry lands become weary but it's not over you keep going you keep going no matter what the devil tells you Some of you come here this morning, the devil told you a few things. But listen, I'm here to tell you, God's telling you something greater. Your life isn't over. Your purpose isn't over. Listen, your destiny's not over. So keep fighting. Keep trusting to God. Keep trusting God. You know what? I'm going to share this. I've already said it a little personally. And a personal note to some people. Uh, Two weeks ago on a Thursday, Thursday before last, I got up and I was real weary in my spirit. How many ever will will be real with me today? Quit being plastic. How many will be real with me and say, I've been real weary before, Pastor. Sometimes I get weary. You might feel I get weary beyond almost the point of going. Then the enemy whispers in your ears, what's the use? Oh, What's what's the use? What's the use? What's the use? Um, oh, and so on Thursday morning, I got up weary and I and I was discouraged. Pastors get discouraged. Pastors are real people. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, I, I was teaching school many years ago, and a little kids saw me in a, a place called Amart. Or you, well, oh, that was way before your. Okay, or some little market around and I went in and, and I saw this kid who was in my classroom they looked at me like they saw a ghost they couldn't believe that Mr. Reynolds was getting toothpaste and toothbrushes and getting stuff that Lily did you hear what I said You, they couldn't believe that my teacher was out doing common things like that listen pastors cry pastors get broken pastors get hurt pastors, listen, pastors struggle sometimes. But God has a plan. So that morning, I was going to see somebody incarcerated. So I was making my journey toward Duffield. And I got the big stone and my soul was so weary. I just needed a word, Kathy. Now some of you all, this don't mean anything and I'm not... I'm not making some kind of a a weird thing out of this, okay? This is what happened. I needed a word. I needed something from the Lord that morning, Joyce. And so at Big Stone, at the second exit, before I got that second exit, there was a big eagle that swooped down in front of me. I'm not lying to you. I'm I'm not telling you a joke. I'm not telling you something. Listen, and, and you said, so What? Because the first thing that popped in my spirit was Isaiah 40 and 31. To him that have no power, to him that's weary and ready to faint, God says, I'm going to renew your strength. Now this is what God said, I'm going to give a special strength to my remnant. I'm going to give them a strength a persevering strength that will go beyond the normal, that will go when nothing else will go, that will stand when nothing else will stand. Listen, if things just get in your crawl and you just quit by this, somebody makes you mad, somebody hurts your feelings, you're ready to quit, somebody, oh, listen, you're not gonna stand in this day that we're living in. Listen, you got to know that you know You got to know something. You got to know where your help comes from. If foot soldiers wear you out, what will you do when the cavalry comes? If, if foot soldiers wear you down, what will you do when, when horsemen come? What will you do? This is what God says to do to his people. Oh, it's not over. Turn to somebody and say, it's not over. I promise you it's not over. It looks over, but you're not over. God says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That's what I needed that day. I needed strength. In fact, they shall mount up with wings of eagles. They're gonna. I'm going to give them renewed strength. I'm going to give them renewed assurance and new confidence. But God's are going to need it, see it, need it as the days approach. They shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not be weary. When it feels like you can't go another day against the struggles that come against you. You're never going to be a part of this life without a struggle. If there's a struggle against you, that means you're going somewhere. Miss Charlotte Gillick, did you hear what I said? If there is a struggle against you, that must mean that you're going somewhere. I will say this in simplicity. Because the enemy knows where you're going. He just don't want you to go there. Yeah, hallelujah he don't want you to walk in purpose he wants you to stay home giving up giving out it's saying I can't go but God says I'm going to renew your strength so today I'm believing that for you that God's going to renew some strength in here today He's going to put some wind back in your sails. He's going to put some fuel back in your tank. He's going to give you some hope to hope for. Rekindle a flame in you. God's not finished with me yet. Wow. That's what I need to hear that day. Uh, There's a picture of Yogi Berra. Didn't I send that to you? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't say Yogi Bear, okay. Not Boo Boo, and Yogi, okay. No, I didn't, some of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about the manager of the New York Yankees. Managed. I must have said something funny. Yes. In a pennant race, listen carefully. In a pennant race in the 70s, his team was down. And they were down for the count. And everybody gave up on the Yankees. They gave up on the Yankees. Life has spent its time giving up on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said friends have given up on you. Churchy people have given up on you. Religion has given up on you. Life may have given up on you. Many of the people that we minister to behind the wall are sitting in that such a place. They feel like that life has given up on them. But I'm so glad that we get to go in and tell them, It's not over! Sometimes in class, I had to put kids in timeout. I know Miss Selena probably don't know anything about that. Or when I was a full-time substituting, I had to send some people to Miss Selena's office. She was principal then. You you remember that, Miss Selena? Surely you do. And and got a, a kid that just messed up that day. Just oh, they were just oh, everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? And you couldn't even reel them in. So disrupting the class. I had to take them away from the class and give them a timeout. You know, sometimes we get timeouts. But God's saying it's not over. There's a new day, there's a new hour, there's a new moment. Just hang on. So I know you've heard this expression, it's not over till it's over. How many's ever heard that before? That came from this man who his team, the Yankees, ended up winning the series just simply because he wouldn't lay over, roll over, and play dead. He wouldn't give up. He wouldn't give up the torch. He wouldn't give up the light of hope. He saw what was in his team. He knew what they had. We may be down, but we're not out. Oh, I'm glad I get to share this word with you right here because I want you to put it in your files, in your uh, stored away somewhere because it's a word that you need to keep. You may be down, but you're not out. The devil may be standing over top of you like that referee in the ring going one, two, three. But on that mat, laying there on that mat, you know there's something inside of you that's gonna get you back up. Are you with me today? Everybody else may have given up on me, but God hasn't given up on me. Oh, Hallelujah! If we don't believe that, we might as well just go home. Put our listen, put our Bible in the shelf somewhere, and just do our own thing. The fact is, I believe what God says. No matter how down your life is, it's not out. You may be down, but you're not out. How many times? Oh, I, if I had time, I'd go through that. Oh, I, I don't have. Well, maybe I do have. Oh, yes, 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 please! And one of these bags right here in the front. I'm going somewhere. Everybody, back with me now, please. Listen, I, I. Oh Jesus, I'm looking for a box. Oh there, there it is. You see that? Those in the spirit is what you've got to have to fight in this faith. You see that? It's a boxing glove. And when I was about... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Here's a big pair of pink ones right here. And when I was a little kid, my dad got these and tried to teach me to fight and beat everybody's jaws. And, And the fact is, it just wasn't me. It wasn't that I didn't want to fight. If I needed to fight, I'd fight, but I just didn't see the point. But you know how those old uncles are who lived uh, years ago, who got kids out in the middle of the ring in the living room and just sat around and yelled and screamed out of their head and and, and the blood was flying. Cousins were uh, crying and the blood was flying. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, get her, get her. Come on, get him, get him. You know what I'm talking about. And my sister was the deadliest puncher in the whole group. And she was an auburn hair, dark auburn hair a little girl that she, listen, they run from her, including me, okay? But God, they put these gloves on. There are four of them. They put these gloves on and they teach us to stay in the ring and fight. And if you get down, you get back up. You keep swinging. You don't you don't ever quit swinging. You keep swinging. You keep swinging. You keep fighting. You keep punching. You keep punching. Because victory will come. Victory will come. Have you got the spiritual gut to stay in the ring? So when when years a few years before my dad My mom passed on. She found these in the attic and she says, Son, she called me up one day and said, Son, I've got something for you. I went over there. And there was four boxing gloves. And she says, I want you to have those. Remember those? And she gave them to me. And so I've used them as illustrations. I've taught. I've carried them everywhere. In prison and everywhere. But when Kathy was going through her darkest times in the hospital, More times than she was out. I took a set of these and I tied them onto her bedpost one day. And I I told her this word. I said, no matter how far you get down, you're not out. As long as there's life, there's hope. Are you going to throw in the towel today? Are, are you from your corner of discouragement and, and despair going to throw in the towel? And says I'm going to quit fighting. If you ever quit fighting, you're done. God said today, it's time to get back up. It's not over. It's not over. When you think it's over, it's not over. Well, I just can't seem to leave this addiction. God's saying it's not over. If you'll give the battle to him, he'll help you fight. And he'll help you get free. And he'll help you get victory. But you gotta give him the battle. And you gotta stay in the ring. Oh, Jesus. I mean, the Lord just turned this around. It's not over. Everybody say, it's not over. So I've got Mrs. R going to share something. This has been shared before. But I want you to. And what that, what that boxing glove, those gloves. Anybody else in here remember anything about those gloves? I wonder if there's anybody else in here in this room remembers anything about gloves. Because you may be at a downtime in your life, but it's not over. You may feel like hope is fleeing you, but it's not over. You may be locked up, incarcerated, behind in despair and broken. I want to be out. My my dad passed away. My mama passed away. I want to be there. I want to help people. But during those times, you held on to the word of God. The word stayed in your hand. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, one of God, Eleazar, a a mighty man of God that was called to to be one of David's mighty men. And, And he defended David and he stayed in the fight. He fought Philistines and the Bible says that one day when a a, a troop of Philistine soldiers came against him the Bible said he went out against them anybody could have said when the odds were against him it's over but he stayed in his place, in his position, he held on. The Bible said to the sword, and he wouldn't let the sword go until God gave him the victory. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Everybody shout! It's not over. Amen. Who said that? That's awesome. Hallelujah. The Lord says, I'll, I'll get it out of the mouth of babes. If I... Pastor, I'll, I'll get you an amen corner from the least likely here today. I'll get you somebody listening. I'll get somebody that will hear what you got to say. So he wouldn't give up the sword. He wouldn't give up the word. The word is what I need. It keeps me going. Some of you that life is busy or too busy for you to get in the word, then you're missing something. (laughs) The word's my bread. I got to have my bread. I got to have my bread. My bread's my word and my word keeps me going. It's that word I've hung on through the hard times and the dark times of life. God keep reminding me like he did that Thursday morning with that eagle it's not over oh Jesus Paul said in Philippians 1 and 6 and he said this from a prison he wrote most of the New Testament most of the his writings and letters were from a prison So I don't know what kind of prison you may be writing from or reading from. It may be a prison of the depression. This month, these last few weeks has been dedicated to mental health issues. You need to get a hold of that. God sent his word to heal you. There's some things more important today. Than us just being everywhere. Sometimes God needs to bring us in and settle us down and pour a word into us to give us hope, to shout in our corner, It's not over. Everybody say, It's not over. I don't believe anybody on this side has said that yet. The most enthusiastic bunch seems to be from this part over. It's not over. Thank you, Greg Dean. Boy, I bet you felt that way a few times. Come on. I bet you felt that way. (laughs) The the devil got you down and trying to put his foot on your neck. You scream out and yell out. I take authority over you and God's word says it's not over. No weapon fashioned against me will prosper. How many times, Josh, have you felt like it's over? How many times have we sat together and me trying to muster and pull an ounce of hope out of you, sitting there crying and being in the God zone, both of us, reflecting upon that but you're still here and you're still up and you're still praising and you still got the word you still got hope it may not look what you like you think it ought to look but it's not over shout it's not over I hope you go to sleep tonight and, and, and you keep saying, it's not over, Lord. It's not over, Lord. It's not over, Lord. It's not over. It may be on delay. It may be on stall. It may be postponed. But it's not over. Remember that last verse I said? Jesus said, I'm ready. And I'm coming. I'm giving hope to you. Yes. We're approaching the coming of Jesus. But let me tell you something. Knowing that... God doesn't want you to just sit there and watch YouTube all the time and watch things and say that Jesus is coming back. I have a question with people who see me all the time and say, Jesus is coming. I asked a man one time. I said, I know he's coming. What are you doing today to, to change people's direction in that? So listen, what I'm saying is this. Jesus is coming. Remember, it's not over. Until God says it's over, but even if Jesus comes back, He's taken the church out. It's still not going to be over. Oh, All right, I got to behave myself. I got to get where I'm going. This is a word for you, Philippians one six. From a prison, Paul wrote this. Be confident of this thing. They say, be confident that he who begins a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. The work I started in you, I haven't stopped in you. You may feel like it's going nowhere, but God says it's going somewhere. You may have hopes. You may have dreams. Hang on to those because it's a God dream. It's going somewhere. So i got a lot to do in a short time. I promise, Miss Kathy, okay? So go back. I talked about Joseph. And, and, and with with a back story. And people who are not familiar with these old Bible stories. But there was, Joseph was one of the sons of Jacob. And he was different. He was a different cut. Not saying that they didn't love the rest of him, but he's a different cut. He stood out. And the fact that his father recognized that in him and he designed the coat of many colors. Now, everybody knows who I'm talking about right now? Okay. Just so happened his brothers got mad at him. Now, Jesus, Joseph is a type of Jesus because his brothers got mad at him too. And they sold him for 30 pieces of silver. And they, sold, they got so mad at Joseph, got so jealous because he was a dreamer. He kept sharing his dreams and those guys just kept getting mad. If you can't celebrate somebody else's dream, mm, if you can't celebrate what God's doing in somebody else, something is missing in your life. And so they devised a plan, decided to kill him. So they got together and brought Joseph to the place. And they couldn't go through with it. They were... Talked out of it by Benjamin. They they couldn't go, they couldn't go through with it. So they threw him in a pit. You may feel like you're in a dark place. In a pit, a hopeless place. A place where life doesn't seem to be working. In a pit of addiction, in a pit of discouragement, in a pit of depression, in a pit of fear and anxiety, in a peer, in a pit of hopelessness. They threw Josephine, he killed a wild animal, soaked his coat in it, and took it back to his father. Broke his father's heart. They said he's been killed by a wild beast. Broke his heart. My dream is gone. My dreamer's dead. God wants to give a specific word to you today. Your dreamer is not dead. <laughs> Lord, I don't know what else to do. Your dream is not dead. In fact, your dream's getting ready to get up. Do you believe that? My dreamer shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. That's the important thing about the issue of this little one right here. And guarding, guarding, and protecting the seed of purpose in your life. God has put purpose in your life. Don't give it away, don't trade it, don't just put it in a shelf somewhere because it's going somewhere. So, broke his heart. They sold him into slavery. He ended up in Egypt. Long story short, everything came against him in Egypt, but God kept elevating him because he wouldn't let go of his dream. Somebody forgot to tell Joseph it's not over. Somebody forgot to tell Joseph that it's not over because he kept dreaming. He ended up in prison, but he kept dreaming. He ended up lied on, betrayed, but he kept dreaming. He ended up everybody against him, but he kept dreaming. If I kept every friend that said they would be my friend to the end. Oh, Jesus, listen. Friends that come, but then they'll just walk out. But let me tell you somebody who didn't walk out on me. Let me tell you, somebody who never gave up on me. When I gave up on myself, he didn't give up on me. Wouldn't it have been easy for me to throw in the towel, he didn't give up. When I messed up, he didn't give up. When I failed, he didn't give up. When I wanted to quit, he didn't give up. So we're getting there, Mrs. R. So he kept dreaming. God elevated his his faithfulness made him the most powerful man in Egypt besides Pharaoh. So there was a famine in the land of his fathers. And so his brothers had to come back down and face. Don't you ever doubt that you're going to face what tried to take you down. You're going to dance in the place you thought you'd die. Will Wright, where are you? Will Will Wright, Will Wright, Will Wright, where are you? Will Wright. when the devil meant to take you all out, you're still standing today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So his brothers come down to him. This is a scripture. This is in Genesis 45. Okay? Skip a lot of scriptures right there in verses 25. And this is when... After the sons had met Joseph again and they had renewed their, their love and Joseph renewed his love toward them, the Bible says that he filled their bags and their wagons full of grain and sent them back to their homeland. So here come a caravan of hope riding into the camp of his father. Remember, they're in Famine. So here they were. Here comes the grain. Here comes the hope. Here comes life. And in verse twenty-five, then they went up out of Egypt, his referring to his brothers, and came to the land of Canaan to Jacob their father, and they told him, saying, "Listen, to this Joseph is alive. He's not dead, Dad." Do you hear what I'm saying? He's not dead. He's alive. And he's governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart stood still for a moment. I bet it was almost, he was in heart attack city right there. And Jacob's heart stood still because he did not believe them. God says I'm going to do a work in your day that some of you would be hard for you to believe Jesus help people to get a hold of this help people to get a hold of this oh wow now my eyes are all messed up but he did not believe them And when they told him all the words which Joseph had said to them, and when he saw all the carts of grain and food which Joseph had sent to carry back to his home, listen to this, the spirit of Jacob, their father revived. You got to be with me in this moment. We're ready to leave. You got to be ready with me in this moment. He, no one told Joseph it was over. And when someone brought back the news to his dad, who loved him, that it wasn't over, his heart revived. You may sit here today, God's sending you a word to revive your spirit. If you leave the same way you came, it's because you didn't open your heart to God's word. He sent his word. The psalmist said to heal them. Oh, you couldn't have you couldn't have given Jacob any better news to know that his son whom thought was dead is alive. When the devil says you're down and out, you go home and you waller. Faith rises up in us and says, it's not over. you've never faced something. Evidently, you've never gone through something because if you've ever gone through something, you need that word to resonate in your spirit. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over, Amanda. The doctor comes out and says, you've got practically incurable cancer. But the God in us says it's not over. Because God is greater than the diagnosis. Are you hearing me? God's greater than the broken marriage. God's greater than the addiction. God's greater than depression. God's greater than that anxiety are you with me today I'm ready to close come up here Miss Kathy I know you've been chomping at the bits right there saying this is so good oh God says to somebody here this morning you're going to be a new threshing instrument with sharp teeth I'm getting ready to sharpen your teeth (laughs) <laughs> you ever sharpen those donkey's teeth, those goat's teeth? Listen, God says, I'm getting ready to sharpen your teeth. I'm getting ready to give you a new edge. Are you hearing me, Tony? With many sharp teeth, you're going to tear your enemies apart and make chaff out of the mountains. And before, as Kathy finishes this, we get ready to tie this together right here. There's a scripture that I, I'm supposed to share and I hope that I will. It's in Micah 7 and 8, uh, seven to, or 8 to 10, chapter 7. And Lakin and Laken, if you can find that it's in the message. But Miss Kathy, she is a great storyteller. I want you to give her your ear. And listen to this powerful illustration right here. And I've I've sent this to people, but I want you to get a hold of it today.
1: Pastor found this story and asked me to read it this morning. It's so poignant and it's it's so relative. But it it's the story of a farmer who had a special mule. He was fondly affectionate with the mule, but it was more than just a friendship. The mule was a great help. He worked with him weekly on the farm. He would plow fields. He would carry heavy loads. Anything that needed to be done, that mule was his companion. But one morning, he went out to the barn to hitch him up, and he wasn't there. And he was shocked, and he thought, well, did he go out to pick in the pasture? So he called for him, and the old mule didn't come, and it worried the farmer. So he finally found him out on the far edge of the property in a dry well that he had dug. The well had gone dry, and he had removed everything from it, and he had kept meaning to fill that hole in, but he never got around to it. And there was the poor mule down in that hole. The farmer was stunned. Now look what you've done, he said. How am I going to get you out? He said, I know. I'll get a rope and I'll pull you out. He ran back to the barn and got the rope, but he just wasn't strong enough. He thought of everything. He tried two or three things and then he just hung his head and he said, it's impossible it's over. I love you, and we've we've had a good run, but it's over. And so he got the shovel, and he said, the only thing I can do is bury you. He didn't have it in him to shoot the mule first. He just couldn't do it. So he just picked up his shovel, and with tears in his eyes, he just started shoveling it in. At first, at first the mule was hysterical. What's going on? What's he doing to me? And then the mule got got it. He's trying to bury me. And finally he settled himself down and said, I know what I'll do. I'll shake it off and I'll stomp it down. Every shovelful, the old mule just shook and stomped, shook and stomped. The farmer was so busy trying to bury him, he didn't realize what was going on at first. And then when he looked up, the old mule just stepped out on level ground. <laughs> like that old mule, life will either bury you or bless you. It depends on you. When the dirt starts to rain down on you, you got to shake it off, step on it, and move up to higher ground. If I put a pot of boiling water on the stove and I put an egg in it, what's going to happen to the egg? It's going to get hard, isn't it? It's going to get hard. But if I take that same water and I put a potato in it, what's going to happen to the potato? It's going to get soft. So it's not the circumstance. It depends on what you're made of. And I believe, I believe that this is the day to be made of the stuff that shakes it off, stomps it down, and rises up. Amen. Amen.
0: find Micah 7. We're ready to close. Micah 7. Did you find them? Okay. that? That's, that's okay. I'll read it from the message translation. In verse 7. Don't don't. Enemy crow over me or antagonate or antagonize over me. Speak negativity over my life. I'm down, but I'm not out. You know how much God loves you today? He made a way for you to get out. You may be down today. There's a lot of people. Somebody's been talking to me about seasonal depressions, and there's all kinds of explanations for depression but greater than your depression is God who is ready and able to deliver you you don't have to allow anything to define you whatever you go through doesn't have to define you because God says it's not over (laughs) Dwayne did you hear that it's not over it's not over everybody shout it's not over so I want you to just bow your heart to the Lord right now. And for those people who came into this room today, felt like that life was so pressing in. It's just from everywhere. I feel dirt all over me, Pastor R. I get dirt shoveled on me all the time. Well, guess what? Pastors get dirt shoveled on them. You know, Ministries get dirt shoveled on. People get dirt. There are people who are listening in by way of live stream today or YouTube that feel like that life is just shoveled one dirt, load of dirt a time at them. That hopelessness, they face it in the darkest place, in the most difficult times, God sent a word to you today to tell you it's not over. It's not over. Rubel, I'm glad that God spoke that word into your life a long time ago when that young man was down and out. When you could have given up, you kept saying, it's not over. You kept calling him and saying, it's not over. PJ, when life had you down... Something in you said it's not over. Kathy, when life had you down in sickness, it's not over. Miss Selena and Joe, it's here. If I can be transparent. When when you all began to talk to me, you felt like it was over. Look what God has done in your life. Whoa! Whoa! Mm-hmm. I just got to, Becky, I just got to buy the richness when life has you down and you think I can't go another step. God's saying, it's not over. Yes, there's problems in my family. There's doctor's reports. There's cancer. There's situations that, I can't seem to fix and I can't seem to resolve. But the cry comes from the depths of God's spirit. It's not over. It's not over. So let's let's just bow our head and right now, if you're here today and you're broken and you feel life has done nothing but dealing you One load of dirt after another. And you feel hopeless. You're like I was that day, that Thursday morning, that bright morning when I when God just sent me a little note saying, Pastor, it's not over. I'm sending you an eagle to look at that eagle to reflect. I know what's in your heart. And you may feel faint, you may feel weary, but I'm getting ready to give you new strength. You're going to mount up with wings as eagle. So today, if you're here, and that's you, I want you to be real and honest. God has it. This word is so important. It trumps, it's more important than any place that you could go right now. It's more important than any appointment that you have to keep. It's more important than any dinner engagement. It's more important, this word is more important And seeing Aunt Francie or Uncle Uncle Joe Bob. This word is important. But before it can resonate in your spirit, it's got to be important to you. You've got to recognize it as a word. I needed this word, Lord. So if you're here today and God's speaking to your heart and saying, Pastor I need hope today. I need to give my life to Jesus. I've never done that, but I'm willing to do that today. God has spoken to my heart. If you're here, you've been living for Jesus for a while, but you you've lacked hope and lust. You, you've lacked hope and lustre or or a passion in your spirit and, and 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 brightness in your countenance, and or you've just been broken by life's problems and troubled and you feel down and out. If you're here today and you need God to speak to you and renew your strength and say, it's not over, my child. Then slip your hand up with mine and say, Pastor, or that be me. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real. Well, you know, God's sending his word. Wow, it's got to be real. He'll it, it, never f- fruition. He'll never bring fruition if it's not real to you. Does anybody in here need renewed hope? Come on, be real with me today. I could, just, I, I could just about come back there and sit beside you because I know who God's speaking to today. Is there anybody right now? Just slip your hand up with mine and say, Pastor R, that's me. I need renewed hope. I need renewed hope. I need renewed strength. I I need the, the bounce in my step to keep going. I need a word that would encourage me to keep the faith and don't tire or give out or give up. Last time I'll ask, be real with me, be honest with the Lord today. And I ask you, Lord, right now to fall upon those hearts by your Spirit and draw people to that place where they find that hope. Bring them to the well, Lord. Pour hope into their spirit. Give them a fresh drink that will revive them, Lord. Let them see the caravan of your provision coming in their behalf. Let them see in what you're sending, Lord? Thank you, Jesus, Your mighty name. Now I'm going to ask you on account three. If that's you and you want to come, and I'm going to pray with you today. I, this is a little bit different today. I, you can stay. You can stay at this altar and pray, but I want you to stand up here in front of me. This is a little bit different direction today. I want you to come up here and stand in front of me, if that's okay. And God knows your heart, and he knows what you need. I want you to come. One, two, three. If you're here, let's all stand. And if you raise your hand, I want you to just come up here and stand together like a family. Come up here and just stand like a family. Let's stand like a family. Right here. Right here. If that's you, just come and stand like a family. Let's all stand together as a family. Because we all need something. We all need things. We all need something. We all did. Oh, there's an old song. I just got what I needed from the Lord. And you know, when we get it from the Lord, we get just what we need. Thank you, Lord, right now. And so I want your heart to agree with my heart. If you want to, and you would like to, just lift your hands. You know, it's not the the that's not the most important thing. But what I'm going to ask you to do is open your heart, because sometimes you've got to activate your faith, and sometimes it's just as simple as just lifting your hand to the Lord and saying, "God, I'm here. I'm here. Lord, we are here. We're all assembled here in this around around this altar today." We're all present, Lord, here. And Father, Lord, I thank you that you're personable. You you are personable. You know exactly what we need. That Thursday morning, two weeks ago, Lord, you knew exactly what I needed. Lord, I, I lacked strength that morning. I, I I, failed you. I feel like I've, I was discouraged. I feel like there, I didn't know if I had strength. I didn't know what I could do. And Lord, you, you you love me enough that you open Lord you sent something my way you sent a word that resonated in my spirit you may feel faint you may be weary now but I'm getting ready to give you renewed strength you're gonna mount up some of you around this altar, God's getting ready to mount up God's getting ready to raise up raise up raise up raise up raise up God's getting ready to do it right now in fact, already he's releasing that right now on your behalf right now. Right now, won't you just receive it, Lord? I, Just like I received that word that day, I want you to receive that word. I want you to receive that word today, yes. I want you to receive that word today. Yes, when I could have given up, you hung on, Lord. When I failed, you didn't give up. When I... When life is hard, and it will be. Lord, thank you. It's not over. It's not over. It's just hard. It's challenging, but it's not over. You're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. Do you believe that today? Then lift your hearts to the Lord. You confess to Him whatever you need to confess. If you're here and you're lost, and say, Jesus, come into my heart right now be my Lord and Savior I I make you my Savior and my Lord today I give you my heart completely forgive me of my sins create within me a clean heart renew a right attitude a right spirit within me fill me Lord afresh with your Holy Spirit Lord give me renewed strength Lord today I'm here today Lord I've been so discouraged I've been so down I've been so down I've been so down Miss Becky could you come up here right now come on up here I've been so down I've been so down life is hard life is challenging come here Miss Kathy Miss Reynolds come here the Lord pointed out to you I know that life is hard I want you to agree with prayer but God says, I'm doing something new. Listen, before God goes, do, do an ounce in you, you've got to give him permission. <laughs> he can only do what you let him do. A doctor can only treat you what you give him permission to treat you. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Life is hard, but I'm not giving up, Lord, because you never gave up on me when you could have. Come on, keep those hands up like a plug-in. Yes, Lord. When life... When life is hard, when challenges are tough, when the enemy whispers into my ear, it's over. God says, it's not over. It's not over, yes. There you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. There you go, there you go, there you go. There you go, there you go. it's not over, it's not over, it's not over. It's not over, It's. are you hearing what I'm saying? that receive it from the Lord give him worship and praise right now thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord for what you're doing thank you Lord for what you're doing thank you for renewing hope yes Lord life may not be the best right now but it's not over Things may be against me but it's not over I may be down, but I'm not out. I'm getting back up. I'm getting back up. Hallelujah this is worship the Lord yes come on